3: Ty's got good hair.
4: You know, when I was in college, I initially started my career in accounting and switched over to broadcast journalism after freshman year semester because I didn't want to crunch numbers the rest of my life. <laughs> Bringing in now Fernando Carmona Jr., Arkansas's newest signee, offensive lineman. We're really excited to have him here. Fernando correct me if I'm wrong you got some aspirations to to be behind the ESPN desk someday
5: yes sir most definitely hopefully one day I can be behind the desk talking some ball just like you are uh, so yeah that's kind of the dream
4: I didn't know you started as a tight end and you only played like two years of high school ball dude how does someone go in from playing two years of high school ball getting a scholarship to wind up playing for an SEC school how, how, how quickly have you had to mature in, on the football side of things
5: Man, it's honestly pretty hard to uh, kind of grasp it all. Cause, like you said, I was two years. I was a basketball guy. There's been a lot of learning and learning quickly too. Uh, just trying to understand like the game of football. There's still like rules that I don't fully understand, but I'm still like starting to grasp it. But I think kind of that like youth and just kind of I don't know exuberance, kind of youngness. Yeah, the newness to the game kind of makes it an advantage for me because you know, I'm learning every year and I'm just progressing every year and I'm learning and kind of getting another year under my belt just kind of matures me a little bit in the sport.
4: Fernando Carmona, Carmona Jr. is our guest here. One of the things I liked that you were talking about is you're just ready to play some football. You're ready to hit, Yes, there's going to be opportunities oh, yeah. for you. Everyone knows what we're talking about monetarily and stuff. You like doing these interviews, but you're you just sound like you're ready to hit somebody on that field.
5: Oh, yeah, that's honestly the best part about football. I think I learned that in basketball. I was too physical in basketball, and people would be like, "Man, like <laughs> you're playing the wrong sport, you're too physical for this so uh, you know, I kind of always had it in my uh my blood to hit people, and so you know football was my calling, and uh you know i I think that's what I do best is hit people
4: <laughs> Fernando I was Talk about bulking season around the wintertime. I can put on a few pounds and no one notices because I'm covered up in jackets and got the beard growing and stuff. How much weight did you have to put on transitioning from basketball to tight end to now an offensive lineman in this conference?
5: Uh, I put on about 70 pounds. Wow. So, yeah, no. Coming in freshman year, I was about 250 and, uh, yeah, no, there was a lot of weight that needed to be gained and, uh, to get me to that level. And, I mean, I wouldn't say it was good weight at the beginning, but, uh, you know, we're trying to shit off all that bad weight and turn that into muscle.
4: Again, we're talking to Fernando Carmona Jr. here on ESPN Arkansas. Hey, take me back to Vegas. I can't imagine going to high school in Vegas. And I know for the, the kids that went there, you're probably like it's nothing like you see on TV or when you've been. I've only been once, but what's it like as a high school kid around – Sin City.
5: It's quite funny because people think, you know, we go out to the casinos and all that good jazz. And you know what we do here and there? But uh, living in Sin City, it's it's just like a normal little town. There's not much to it. uh, But I will say the best part about living in Las Vegas is the people watching. Whenever you're bored, you always go downtown and uh, catch a good hour of entertainment by just looking at people doing dumb stuff. (laughs) I will say that's the positive of living in Las Vegas.
4: So you went from Vegas out to San Jose, which I I can't imagine is that different. It's it's the West. I know again, there's you got around the beach and stuff like that, but it's it's out west. You're coming to Fayetteville, right. Arkansas now. How, how much of uh, how many jackets have you had to buy,
5: dude? <laughs> See, that's actually funny. I just. When I I opened up my Instagram this morning, I saw that it's snowing there today. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, all right, well, I I need to start stocking up. I haven't bought too many jackets, but uh, that was kind of a wake-up call for me. And I'm like, all right, I need need to pack heavy on my way over there.
4: That's kind of one of the adjustments you'll have to make to just the weather here. What about an adjustment to the league? I mean, you're coming in the toughest conference in college football, especially on the interior where it is about as brutal as it gets. I mean, talking with Eric Mateos, talking with Sam Pittman, what do you got to do to kind of get yourself ready?
5: I think the biggest thing for me is just uh, getting stronger. At the end of the day, it's still football, and the competition is increasing. But, uh, you know, if I think who I am, if I think who I say I am, you know, this transition shouldn't be a big deal for me. Uh, Obviously, this is the best conference in America, and – but I think I'm ready for the the task. I think it's just a matter of going out there and proving myself to the people.
4: Fernando, how much did that play in your commitment? This being kind of the, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme, the Southeastern conference.
5: Uh, It played a huge part. Um, I mean, I, I hated the fact of people saying, well, he played in the Mountain West, so I don't know how the good, the competition was. I just kind of wanted to cut away all those questions of, can he play at the best level? And, uh, Played in the sec if you do it there you know nobody can say anything because it is the cream of the crop
4: you reference again talking with those coaches What do they kind of envision you on the line of scrimmage next year
5: team me yet tackle man but to be honest with you i'm going to do whatever is best for the team i want to i want to see uh, arkansas succeed i want to see the offense the line succeed and uh whatever that takes i'll play wherever man
4: first day hit the portal you enter your name in. You're like, ah, maybe I'll get five, ten calls. What'd you get around like twenty five?
5: Yeah, I got around twenty five. It was, it was a shock. Uh, nobody really kind of told me. And to be honest with you, like, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was, I was pretty nervous. So I was like, what if I get stuck here? And uh, after that, I would say first hour, I was like, all right, I think I'll be pretty fine. But uh, a lot of calls, and a lot of the calls are the same. It's just kind of. Asking how I'm doing. Have you ever heard of the school? It's very uh, monotonous. And, uh, no, it's, it's, uh, the process is pretty wild for sure.
4: Have you heard of Arkansas? And you need to be honest, cause we've had some guys out here that like, yeah, I, I didn't know really anything about it until I got here.
5: No, I, I've always heard of Arkansas, but funny enough, when I told my mom that same day, she was like, oh, I don't know about Arkansas. And I'm like, mom, like, trust me on this one. Like, I really trust Coach Mateos. Like, I think this is going to be a good thing. She's like, well, you know, there's not much to do out there. I'm like, mom, like, <laughs> this feels right. Like, I kind of like Arkansas. And, uh, you know, she actually and then she ended up coming down on the visit, and she ended up loving it. So uh, that's kind of a funny little story about Arkansas right then and there.
4: It's still the perception, man. I mean, I, so I travel all over the, the country for various jobs and just seeing buddies and stuff. And it always cracks me up the people's opinion, either out west or in the northeast of Arkansas, because there is some, I would say, more predominant rural areas here in our state, which are great, and I love the people, because they listen to our show, right. they're freaking awesome, but, yeah, I mean, NWA, man, it's a, it's a little different than most people anticipate.
5: No, for sure, and I think, even when I went down there, dude, like, the people of Arkansas are just second to none, coming from California, where people are very, uh, uptight, everything's a lot faster. Coming to Arkansas where everything's a little bit more quiet, people are friendly, like, it was really refreshing, and I'm like, I need this in my life, like, I need to be around these people, because this just feels right, this feels like home, and uh, yeah, I'm excited for it.
4: Oh, you sound like it, and I know you've talked about this, and I think it's important to bring in someone that's been from an area that it's not predominant college. Like Las Vegas, I don't think college. I don't think UNLV. I think, again, the town, uh, professional sports now, which has become more widespread the last couple years. And out in California, I mean, San Jose State, uh, just, again, the whole California sphere is not necessarily college-driven. You're coming to the Mecca of this state, man. And I, I think you understand you've, you've kind of got a grasp on that.
5: No, for sure. That's always kind of been a dream of mine. Uh, going to college, I've always wanted to be in a, a college town where people care about the team. And, uh, I just didn't get that. at San Jose. I could, I could walk to class with a football hoodie on or around the streets. And, uh, nobody would blink an eye. And I, I walked around the airport after I committed, not even an hour ago. And, People were like, "Oh wow, you're on the Arkansas football team! Congratulations!" So it's <laughs> it's uh it's definitely gonna be a culture shock, but I'm ready for it, and uh, I'm ready to embrace all the the family and friends of Arkansas.
4: I-, I gotta ask; it was interesting to hear you talk about. You're here in Fayetteville, and you're like, ah, "I'm not going to Auburn. I'm gonna cancel that visit." And I know that was again a tough text and probably a tough conversation to have at some point. But what made it? stick in your mind. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to go visit this other school. I'm committed right here, right now to Fayetteville.
5: I think just the family aspect of uh, just the people of the football facility and just kind of like the football team, like everybody in that facility was just so welcoming and open hands and everybody wanted to help each other. There was nobody like kind of being selfish. And I was like, you know, that's unique from, Coming from where I was in San Jose and even when I went to my UCLA visit, it wasn't like that at all. And uh, obviously Pittman is, like, he's an awesome dude. He's hes a character, but like he's, he genuinely cared about me and he took care of me that visit. And Mateos is an amazing dude as well. Like he's a Cuban himself, so I'm a Cuban. And so it just, it just fell right. And uh, I knew if I went to the Auburn visit, like I was just going to be doing them a disservice because I had already made up my mind.
4: You like country and rap. You're kinda of like me. I it's kind of both ends of the spectrum. So when practice kinda of gets going, when you we start walking class, give me one rap song you've been listening to lately and give me one country song you've been listening to lately wow. as we let you go.
5: Okay, one country song I've been listening to is uh Dial Drunk by uh it's Post Malone and Noah uh Camp. I really like that song. Um that song, it's a little bit different. I, I would consider it country. And, uh, uh, or I really like Zach Bryan, uh, Revival. Have you heard that song?
4: It's a great song. Great song.
5: Amazing song. And, uh, man, I'm putting, I'm putting
4: you on the spot, but. You have.
5: But, uh, I'll have to go Kid Cudi, Love. Uh, it's a little bit of slower paced song, but, uh, it just kind of suits who I am. I'm kind of a laid-back kind of guy. And, uh, yeah.
4: Three different songs there that uh, I guess some Arkansas fans that are listening to this might uh, look up on their Spotify or Apple Music account.
5: Thank you so much for having me on. We will uh, we'll pack heavy for Tuesday and uh, go Razorbacks.
4: Yeah, and that is Fernando Carmona Jr. kind enough to join us this morning on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. He's one of Arkansas' newest signees. Still working on the portal side of things. You got an FCS defensive end who had the league leading uh, in all of FCS and and sacks. You signed the Utah running back. I think it's JaQuindon Jackson. And then you also uh, got a South Alabama defensive back as well. You're waiting on a few other guys, maybe a Florida offensive lineman, a Bama linebacker, but uh, still ongoing. The, the college football playoff national championship ended last night. Still, plenty of college football news to react to with the transfer portal.
2: Yeah, and uh, I, you know, I thought some some good questions you had uh, for him with you know, just the culture change. You know, if you had to buy a jacket to come to a place like this, I mean, yeah. the wind out there is about 40 right now. You can hear a whipping probably wherever you're at. I mean, it's going to be one of those days where the wind is uh, gusting up near 40 today and probably steady 15 to 20. I mean, those are things that, you know, parts of the country are common occurrences. And some places you come here and you, you get off a plane on a day like today, you think, where am I at Ice Station Zebra? I mean, I mean it's not quite that bad today, but you know what I mean. So, I mean, uh, those are all things that you got to consider when you want to settle in. And you, you mentioned his time in Vegas Vegas is a vastly different place, but I think, like he was explaining, hey, you're in Vegas, you don't really go, you're not on the strip every day. That's not exactly something you're doing on a uh, on a regular occurrence if you live there.
4: I wonder if today will be the first time Fernando sees snow. Um, surely at some point he's seen it, in, and I say see, I'm talking about in person, live, but some kids, they live out west, it's, they've never seen it before, and so maybe that'll be his first experience being in San Jose and being in Vegas, maybe this will be the first time ever actually it in person. Today. How much time you spent out west? Went to San Francisco, went to Taos, New Mexico, Salt Lake City. I think that's pretty much it. Oh so, yeah,
2: I mean, so, I mean, to, I mean, depend on what you're
4: calling out.
2: Out California is one thing, and and I've spent some time there. But um, you know, you go to Utah, you mentioned that. You go to the, you go to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Some of those places. I mean, it's just uh, it's a different world than we live in, and uh, I love I love going out at that direction. I love going out west. I've so. got a friend that lives. I wish in, I was there today. Yeah. Honestly, I wish I was there for the next ten days uh, with the forecast we're getting ready to head into.
4: I'm looking at the. Uh, I've got a friend that lives in Bozeman, Montana, and I'm flying mm. to to see him this Ooh. year. Uh, so that go with you. That'd you want to go <laughs> yeah i want to go it's free place yeah i want to go free place to stay montana so sign me up i uh i'm out
2: an... some bear or what are you gonna do though? big c can you just hold the fort down me and me and ty I go to montana
4: i'm excited i've never been i'd to love that. to go to montana he is a uh a granola guy so he's very outdoorsy so we're probably gonna do yeah. some fishing and hiking exploring and uh are you gonna tie some flies I don't know if it's going to be that extreme. Like I, <laughs> no. I am going to enjoy myself and and oh. take some beautiful scenic pictures. I know they
2: ice fish in Minnesota, but maybe maybe you could do that in Montana. Home. I've got a friend uh, that
4: lives in Minneapolis that I want to go see at some point. And, and yeah, I don't want to go. On, I want to go
2: on the Montana trip. <laughs> That's on my bucket list. Uh, I want to go up there and do the Yellowstone, Montana, that 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 whole area.
4: Bozeman looks like a like a really cool place. He yeah. he lived in Nashville for a number of years and was just like I'm. I'm going to keep yeah, pouring you, out my When house. you
2: go, get out and venture out a little
4: bit. That's the so. plan. Don't so just
2: stay in Bozeman. Go see some other stuff. There's plenty go see to, the
4: Dutton Yellowstone Ranch or something. There's plenty to, plenty to do up there. I haven't gotten any updates on when that's returning. Yeah, that's,
2: that's another This thing. season. That's a whole other issue we got to get into.
4: I do get a compliment. Every time I wear my Yellowstone beanie, someone always seems to recognize that, that symbol, that emblem. Um, so yeah, I'm ready for that to come hey, back. Yeah, you look like a ranch hand, that's for sure. I've got my... Uh, a camo jacket on this morning. I think I could. What well, pattern
2: it. of camo is that tie? He does have a camo jacket on. We'll Let's see if he, see what he knows about camo.
4: It's camo. There's only one pattern, like a woods pattern.
2: <laughs> There's only
4: say that again about camo. There's ca- It's camo. There's only one pattern. Okay. Let's see if it says it on the. Once you
2: look that up, while I tell everybody about the uh, the inn at the mill. The inn at the mill is the place to stay. Talking about staying in scenic places uh montana scenic but i'm telling you if you're coming to northwest arkansas for a weekend getaway uh you can you can certainly find a a great home base at the end of the mill exit 69 off i-49 it's right in the heart of everything close to the amp crystal bridges close to campus to go to games um you know you're gonna love your time at the end of the mill because it's close to great restaurants as well big spacious oversized rooms that's where i love to stay when getting a room here in northwest arkansas the Inn at the Mill, 479-443-1800, 443-1800, or online at innatthemill.com. It
4: says game ride style 706-98. You know,
2: it looks like more like a a duck hunting jacket that you got on, but you know, there are different patterns of camo oh like woodland yeah there's Woodland's different ones mossy oak has been uh, kind of one of the originators of the different patterns I, I not was, all
4: camo is the same i was just given this jacket by a good friend of mine that was clearing out his house as he moved down that, that looks area. more like
2: a duck hunting pattern you'd have okay. on there. well
4: i don't i have a little nev- more reeds in it i guess i've only been duck hunting once in old stuck i'd like to go again Ooh. at some point and just watch mm. but i at least have the jacket and i have waiters yeah. now to do so and boots
2: well, normally we're the ones wearing waders when you're around so I guess I, <laughs> that means you full of head. it means okay. it's filling uh, up means okay. you're full of it there we need waders to wade through okay. all the
4: the, the the BS you're spewing yeah uh, it's pretty it's pretty honest it's just uh, it's just different mm-hmm. than how most people look uh, it looks like a duck hunting uh, well now I know. Jacket. I can say this is my duck honey jacket. Or as though. you like
2: to say, mallard blast. Mallard blasting jacket. See that
4: thing? It may even be multi layered there. It's warm.
2: Oh yeah, it was well, cold. It did he give you the zip out liner somewhere? There's a zip in liner for that thing.
4: Oh really? Yeah. All right. Well now I know. So thank you, Spencer. This is a.
2: Uh, see, see that extra zipper there? Yeah, I've got yeah. I've got a ski coat that's constructed like.
4: See, that. See, I have a Columbia
2: ski jacket. Yeah, I got one that, and you zip out the fleece in uh-huh. inner shell or. That's what you got there. I've got somewhere. Uh, there is a fleece inner shell to zip into that jacket. This. Yep. Well,
4: when I, it was funny enough when he gave it to me. There were shell casing. There was like yep. shells in here. I was like, make
2: sure they're not steel, there. are or, or lead rather. What, what, what you got to help me? What, well, it's so you got to be careful, and I am not. I am not the duck hunter, so I know just enough to be wrong. But you, you got to have. Uh, there is certain birds you can hunt with steel shot and lead shot, and you got to make sure you got the right the right shot in there because you've got the wrong shells they can get you a ticket
4: okay chad Texarkana is disappointing me this morning saying that uh i don't know that there, there's only one type of camo he is it's like uh, saying there's only one type of defense in football he said there's only, it's like saying there's only one type of beer
2: <laughs> yeah well that'd be another good analogy <laughs> so uh well, well well uh
4: you're you're at least ready to go
0: Call or text the McCarty Daniel hotline at 877 377 6963. Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas.
4: your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit
0: bet online where the game starts you're listening to the bud light morning rush podcast bud light proud sponsor of arkansas athletics all right so we've spent
4: first hour and a half talking football let's talk some basketball big games this weekend including one in knoxville as we get into our pradco pyramid of power
0: Who are the best basketball teams in the SEC? SEC! SEC! Let's find out. Perhaps I could be of some assistance. This is the Pradco Pyramid of Power.
2: All right, Tommy, what you got for us this morning? Biggest shakeup I've had in the Pradco Pyramid of Power. It's just based on... We lost half our teams. Yeah, I mean, you know, I had a pretty good shakeup near the top. I've moved, and not because you sponsored this segment, I've moved Tennessee... To number one of the Pradco Pyramid of Power. I just thought the way they crushed a undefeated Ole Miss team ninety to sixty four. Um I don't know how you I t- I don't know how you sit here and say that Tennessee's not the best team today in the Southeastern Conference after the way they rolled Ole Miss.
1: Well, I, I mean, I appreciate you sucking up, and you get, yeah. you're going to get more money. So that, good. Oh,
2: good. I but, got Tennessee number two as well, then. <laughs> <laughs> you d- double it. Double The whole top six. Yeah, yeah. Tennessee, 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 Tennessee. three to them. Okay, I got Tennessee it. at number one. 11 and three, 1 and 0, 90 to 64. I mean, if they'd have won 90 to 85, I'd have probably kept Kentucky number one. <laughs> that, that That's just. Yeah. It's it's just and Kentucky but, Kentucky had a they had a a, a hell of a, a hell of a game with Florida. Well, so I mean I got Kentucky at number two, Tennessee at one, Kentucky at two.
1: I appreciate that. I really do, but I still got Kentucky number one because I put more stock in a road win. And yeah, I know I know Florida fine. doesn't get a lot of credit, but Florida's still a tough place to play. Well, Tennessee loses just about every time they go down there. So I I just, of course, that's football, basketball, baseball, whatever.
4: Us too. <laughs> yeah,
1: but but it was eighty-seven, eighty-five. They did trail by double digits in the first half. But yep. They came back and won, and I think that probably dealing with that road adversity in their first win, I kept them number one. I kept Tennessee number two. I loved crushing Chris Beard, but, you know, Road win, to me, trumps a home win.
2: All right, we're going to find out a lot about Tennessee tomorrow. They're at Mississippi State, who we'll get to them in a minute, but uh, that's going to be a very tough outing on the road for Tennessee. Kentucky, number two. Bruce mentioned they beat Florida. Florida led most of all of that first half. They were in control of that basketball game. Kentucky had to come from behind to win. Kentucky, we're not going to find out a lot tonight. They play uh, at home against Missouri. I expect them to. They should win that game, handle it. Should win that game, handle it. I moved Auburn up to number three. They're twelve and two. I mean, say what you want about the Arkansas team, and we got more thoughts and conversation on that. You don't just go in. No one has ever went to Bud Walton Arena and won by thirty-two.
1: That's a shocker.
2: I, I mean, didn't, I didn't know that
1: until after the game. Right? I, I was like, but I mean, Arkansas doesn't lose like that.
2: No, Auburn. no. So say what you want about Auburn. Say what you want about Arkansas. But Auburn came in and that—that's impressive. You got to give them credit. No one rolls an Arkansas team, even bad Arkansas teams, by 30-plus. So, I got Auburn at number three. I got
1: them at three, and I toyed with the idea of putting them one or two just wow. based on the severity yeah. of that win. They, yeah. they look good. They yeah. play
2: Texas A&M tonight. So, uh, Texas a and I,
1: so. I think their bubble's about burst.
2: Well, I've moved them out of the uh, top six. We'll get to them. Yeah. Now, here's going to be the controversial one. I've moved South Carolina. I to, did, too. I moved South Carolina to number uh, four. And uh, I've got after there because t- I, I think Mississippi State's really good. I do too. And they beat Mississippi State sixty eight sixty two. That was a home win. They play Bama tonight uh, on yep. the road. Thirteen and one for South Carolina. One and zero. I got
1: South
4: Carolina
2: no, at number you You're four. spot
1: on. They're thirteen and one. They beat Mississippi State. You got it. you got to give them credit.
4: Yep. They're so on the Lamont Parish span wagon. So All right, so. we'll see if we no, agree I mean, on it. Mean, no, no. That's no, no, yeah. not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. They've yeah. they've looked good. They earned it. I I, I just I
2: didn't think I didn't think, they be worth I think beating Mississippi State has got more value than maybe some of oh, these a Tournament team. Good They're basketball. Good team. Yeah. All right. So even though they lost, I've got Florida at number five in the pratt Pyramid of Power. Ten and four. I was impressed with that first Thirty minutes or so of that game. Yes, they lost to Kentucky at home. They play at Ole Miss tomorrow. We'll find out a lot more. I got Florida in the uh, Pradco
1: top five. I thought about that, but I was impressed with Georgia going up to Como and win. I thought that was a big win for Georgia, hmm. and uh, they're eleven and three and one and zero. So, and they uh, host Arkansas on Wednesday. So, I was uh, I put them at number five, Georgia Bulldogs.
2: All right, number six, I kept Ole Miss in the top six, dropped them to six, 13 and 13-1. I mean, they got crushed by Tennessee, but Tennessee's a great team. We mentioned they play Florida hey, tomorrow. Say that one more time. They they got crushed know the by— No, the other part.
1: What's <laughs> that? Tennessee's a great team. Tennessee is a great oh, team.
2: Man. Tennessee's a great team. They crushed an undefeated Ole Miss team, well-coached Ole Miss team to 64 so I got Ole Miss at number six.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's, that's where I have it. So we're only off on number five. That's pretty good yeah. with all the shakeup. We
2: have. Tennessee one, Kentucky two, <coughs> Auburn three. I got South Carolina at four, Florida at five, and Ole Miss at six. That's the Pradko Pyramid of Power.
4: Ty, where are we right and where are we wrong? I would. The only thing I would switch is I would still put Kentucky above Tennessee. Um, okay. I don't have an issue with anything else she laid out. Uh, I know Ole Miss, again, got walloped this weekend in Knoxville, but a lot of teams, Arkansas is lucky they don't have to go to Tennessee this year because that might happen there as well. So, yeah, I would I'd, Kentucky – when they want to man i mean florida went 1 for 11 from 3 in that second half they couldn't shoot worth a lick uh kentucky is can get after you defensively so I, I i still think they're the top dog in the league right now but i think there's a good chance that tennessee splits with them this year uh
2: well here here's the re- here's the order the, re- the rest okay. of the way uh so uh at 7 i got mississippi state so i mean could have easily made a case for for um for having them still in the top six, even though they lost to South Carolina, but really didn't make sense to me. So, got uh, Mississippi State at seven. I moved LSU up to uh to number eight after beating a And I think a And M, you said their bubbles burst, and they, you know, we'll find out. But sixty eight fifty three. I did not expect that.
1: They beat them by fifteen. Yeah, what? did not expect 15 that. 15 Is that more about A&M. So,
4: Is that more about LSU or a And I don't know. I think it's a little both.
2: Bu- has been struggling. Both teams are nine and five now. Then I got A&M right behind LSU. There's no way to put LSU behind AM at this point uh, after a 15-point no. butt-kicking. So Mississippi State, LSU, a I got Bama. Then Maybe I'm not valuing Georgia. Maybe I don't think that Missouri win was valuable. I got Georgia. You got them in the top six. I got Georgia, even though they're 11-3, and three, behind Bama. Then I've got Arkansas, Missouri, Vandy in the bottom three.
1: Arkansas is the bottom three. I got them 11th. I got A&M 12th, Missouri, and Vandy. Okay.
2: I mean, we're really splitting hairs when you get down to the bottom four or five. We there's, are. there's not enough data really at this point to to really look at those teams. But uh, Arkansas is just—I mean, when you get beat 32, you don't get much benefit of the doubt. No,
1: but I respect road wins. I—I I guess I probably put too much stock in that for Georgia. But LSU—that was a big road win. Well, Fifteen on the road at A and M. It wasn't really
2: the road part. It was just I don't value Missouri enough for, for Georgia <laughs> now good games coming up we've uh, you know I, and when you look at it based on our rankings which are very scientific and solid um Arkansas has the best game coming up tomorrow as far as uh, parity because in in these rankings if they're right 11 plays 12 and I don't think there's anything closer as far as um you know a matchup coming in so 11 and 12 with with Arkansas and um and Georgia that's that's a big game I think for for Arkansas to to show something, I think they got to go and win at Georgia, really to kind of. I don't say the
4: season's
1: on the line. Well, it's not a must win. win, but but
4: you really
2: got to go win and win.
1: They need to make up for that loss.
4: It's yep. a nine o'clock game in Athens. That's brutal. And I mean, there's not going to be anyone there. That, I would. There's never
1: anyone there yeah, in at
4: Georgia. I, I've got a friend. They don't that's, care. I've got a friend that's in law school down there, and I, and I I'd expect him to to be there. He's in Arkansas, ground. He's in law school, in Georgia. But like you said, they don't have a great basketball fan days, and you're asking fans to get there at nine and leave like. Eleven fifteen, eleven thirty. That's just a tough yeah. ass. So you got to bring
2: your own energy. Then you got to pack your own energy when you get on the plane today, and you got to take it with you to Athens, Georgia, because there's not going to be much in that building. But
1: but it, it does get serious at some point. You got to string five six wins mm-hmm. in a row, and 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 you know start getting. Missed you haven't jumped time. off yeah. before you came
4: in. You're just like they'll they'll figure it out. It doesn't sound like there's a lot more. We've talked to a lot more people lately that are a little uh, less positive about this basketball team, and I know there's. Past three years, must has shown that they've managed to get out of some holes. I think they started 1-5 and five in conference last year, if
1: I remember correctly. They losing record last year, and they made the Sweet 16. So that, they got time, yeah.
2: but they yeah. got to do it. couple marquee games, Tennessee at Mississippi State, Florida, and Ole Miss hookup. That's a big game on Wednesday night, and I mentioned Arkansas-Georgia. So those are at least, and I don't think I'm missing anyone else, um, A&M's at Auburn. But I think those are the best three games coming up uh next week so
1: we're at at that point where basketball is important now football's over and we're going to be watching every tuesday wednesday
2: saturday until uh and really well until the hogs were i watched it from 11 a.m to the end of the arkansas game that's what i watched and then we got into to the nfl stuff so um yeah i think i think the first half of a lot of people's days on saturdays are going to be watching college basketball and midweek stuff i mean you'll watch your team and maybe watch the team's uh in your league. I know that's what I'll be doing the next the next few nights.
0: You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics.
4: You know, funny enough, we're about to play a clip for Musk talking about accountability and talking about this basketball team. I do need to take some accountability for what I said last segment. It did not reflect <laughs> the morning rush or myself. I've said some dumb things in the five plus years I've been a You part really of wanted stage. to
2: beat Kentucky, didn't you?
4: Yeah, and I apologize because it was too far. Um, To all our listeners, that is not how I actually feel. I love dogs. I grew up with labs. I have a golden duel now. He hates
2: wildcats, however.
4: Yeah, I just want to make sure I get out in front so this doesn't turn into a snowstorm, which we've seen on this air air, air Mm. radio stations before. But again, I apologize to, there's probably some kiddos listening. We'll move, we're going to move All on right. from this as best we can. Speaking of accountability, here's Mus on his team. You take accountability from staff to players to, and then certainly guys that have been here, you know, Devo, Kai, Cade, anybody that's been here and been part of the program. Here's how I feel currently about this basketball team right now. Devontae Davis has to play better. Not just offensively, where he didn't make a field goal this past game, but defensively. Devo's not been the same defender this year as we've seen at points in years past. And I realize it's difficult when you're tasked the best player pretty much each and every game, but he has not played what I think so, we expect of him this season. Who is the best player on this team? That's a great question. So, I,
2: I, I, I'm of the belief we could go out, take the morning rush microphone, go somewhere, <laughs> And ask 100 people, who's the best player on this basketball team? And we probably get four or five different answers, right? That's a problem. Some would say Trevin Brazil. Some would say Minifield now in the way he's played the last few weeks. Um, Last year, if we had asked that question, you got one of two answers. You got mostly, if you ask 100 people last year who's the best player... Anthony Black would have been the answer 80 80 out of 100. Ricky Council might be the other 20. Mm -hmm. But it wouldn't have been any further than that. This year, that's, that's part of the problem with this team is who is the best player on this team? And you could give me three or four or five names and you wouldn't necessarily be wrong because it would depend on what night you're talking about. You could say battle and the way he's come off the bench. You could certainly make a case for that. So, there's in to me and lies the the biggest root or or biggest part of the problem, and the biggest part of the root of the problem. Who's the best player on this team? And if you have to stop and think about it for more than about that long.
4: I think you got your answers to where the problem lies. Yeah, so hopefully someone emerges at that point. Again, I'm of the belief that Devontae Davis has Our, to play better.
2: Dude, we're way too late in the process for someone to emerge as the. Now, someone may separate themselves, but players like we're talking about, AB type players from last year, they don't they don't need 15 games to to be identified.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. No one's going to just all of a sudden flip a switch on this roster. Sorry. But I, and I wish it, I wish it wasn't that way, because I want to see this team go to the tournament. I want to you know, I want to see good times again in March and 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 we we even had aspirations of April. But I don't think a an NBA type player is getting ready to emerge. The the one guy that could do it is Trevin Brazel, but he's going to have to decide that 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 he he's he's just going to have to. He'll have to put it on his big boy basketball pants and go. Yeah,
4: I don't, I don't, I not know if that's his personality, to be honest. And I know that you might want it to be, but making someone but I'm talking do from a talent standpoint,
2: an mm-hmm. NBA talent standpoint, that level, you see anybody else on this roster that could fill those shoes that has the the skill set, the athleticism, the ability.
4: I think you're probably to, to separate themselves on to something with midfield. We'll see if that transpires to anything else. Well, we should
2: he, be at a point, though, where 80% are saying Brazil and 20% saying maybe Mennefield. Or, of course, Mennefield is a different set of circumstances with the number of games he's gotten to play.
4: Yeah. Well, speaking of talent, Dan Hampton had plenty of it playing his college ball and his professional ball. So he's already been a part of the Pro Football Hall of Fame for a while. Just got out to the two thousand twenty four College Football Hall of Fame. That's so over 200 tackles, uh, 32 tackles for loss and six fumbles he recovered in his day at Arkansas. So can way past due for all he was able to do on the college football side of things. And uh, congrats to Dan, the recent Arkansas Razorback added to the, the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, last scene here in your hog update, uh, Arkansas baseball ranked number two in the country preseason by perfect game. Uh, we know Hagan Smith was recently named a first team All-American uh, baseball season. I know that uh, some people with basketball not necessarily starting out on conference play like you wanted to. People were wondering when first pitch is. It's just around the corner, and this baseball team's gonna be uh, pretty pretty highly respected heading into this year based on who they added and a guy like Hagan Smith and some others that are coming oh, back.
2: keep everybody healthy in that pitching rotation. you keep everybody healthy in that pitching rotation. you got a chance to live up to a number two ranking yep.
4: Not on a little bit. Haken's, uh, Haken's healthy this year. That's going to do it for your Hog Update this morning. It is always brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to
1: put up with any malarkey call. Ain't Sparky. Jamie
4: said uh, Kate Arbogast, who was actually with yeah. Eric Musselman and I think Michael Musselman last night on Eric Musselman Live, Kate's uh, walk-on at Arkansas. I don't expect that to... Uh, him to be the change, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong about that. It needs that. to be Brazil, though, right? Yeah, I would say Trev. I, mean, I mean, we've seen points this season, Caleb Battle, Tremont Mark. um, and But who's more kind of, equipped to take over a game than anyone physically, athletically? Uh, Trevin Brazil. I mean, your six seasons. Who's 60.
2: most likely to be drafted in the NBA draft someday? Trevin Brazil, no question. So he's got to be the guy. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be the guy. And when you can't sit here and say, on January the 9th, 15 games into this deal, who's the best player on the team? When we don't have a definitive answer, we have a definitive answer to the problem.
4: Yeah. We'll see. Who's the best player? Let's see if I'm playing golf a little earlier in March than I thought I would mm. or if we're going uh, going somewhere in a, in a couple months. So last night, we had the national championship. Michigan took down... Washington and there was plenty of storylines that came out of it. I will say not the biggest Jim Harbaugh fan, but I do like his dad, Jack.
0: I ain't got a question, but my dad does. Jack Harbaugh, what's your question? I have a question. A question if I might. Who has it not?
4: I do kind of like that family aspect in that phrase. They're Again, quirky, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're, uh, as Chuck has brought up many times in this program, you see exactly where John's a little more stoic, the brother, um, but you can definitely see where Jim got kind of his antics from his father and mother. All right, so uh, fun game last night. wasn't as competitive as we
2: wanted at the end, but uh, it was a good time.
4: Tom, are you now trying to brush your teeth left-handed? Evidently, that's what J.J. McCarthy does each and every night. I had never heard of that, going the uh, the opposite hand. Are you going to try that at some point this week?
3: Uh, Good morning, guys. And I did not hear that about him, but I, every once in a while, I'll do something left-handed. And I'll write left-handed just to Give it a try. Not too good at it. I, and I did see that clip of the vanilla gorilla walking into the stadium. That was, that was lovely.
4: <laughs> it was pretty cool. So, Tom, I'm pretty, uh, pretty standoffish about Michigan's national championship. I don't like it. I feel like that our society at times pushes and condones cheating, which is exactly what Michigan did at points, not just this year, but leading up to this national championship. How do you feel about the Wolverines claiming the national title?
3: Well, I don't think you want me to go into a long spiel about society today. So I won't do that. (laughs) please do. (laughs) (laughs) So I won't do that. But um, I will say um, that I've gotten over it. um, And, yeah, they got busted. And, you know, Harbaugh had a couple of different suspensions this year. But, you know, I I don't hold that against the guys so much. And I thought they schemed really well. I mean, I I went through all the details about how they – that come back against Alabama and, you know, how they did that. And so I, I'm i over it. And um, I, I just rue the fact that, Michigan, that Washington had so many chances. Uh, they had the open touchdown in late in the, or midway through the second quarter that they just missed on. And you know that Pennix and several of the guys are just going to, you know, just kind of be eaten up by the fact that they had so many chances to make big plays and open passes passes that Pennix hit so many times i'm sure and i'm thinking of the third and five or whatever the past running back just dropped it and it was 20 to 13 and they could have driven down so many times and you knew at some point when they kept not being able to convert third downs that michigan would make them pay and and they did so i just wish it was a more competitive national championship game but i'm, I'm pretty over the fact of what happened with michigan and and all that they were the best team in the country this year yeah
2: Tom, as a, uh, a Falcons fan and a college football fan, there may be uh, maybe some some lines crossing here. There's some reports, I don't know how substantiated they are yet, that Kirby Smart will at least listen to the Falcons about their opening. How would you feel as a Falcons fan, and how would this change the face or the complexion of the SEC if Kirby Smart did indeed, and I think it's a stretch, but if he did take the leap and start uh, take a look at the NFL and the Falcons?
3: Yeah, um, I saw that. It looks like Lane Kiffin is pushing for it. He's just having a ball on <laughs> social, social media. Um, and as a Falcons fan, I think he would do a better job than Arthur Smith. But we've seen so many very successful college coaches, including Nick Saban and Steve Spurrier, two of the best that ever did this, just not succeed in the in the pros. And I, I think it has a, something to do with a level of control maybe you have over college guys versus pro. I don't know. Uh I'm not I wasn't inside either one of those organizations to say why why did they not win, but it just hasn't transferred successfully with from college to, to pro. Uh I would think Georgia would go maybe after Dan Lanning very quickly. I'm not sure what Georgia would do. But it would certainly change the dynamic at the top of the SEC because even though Georgia's been recruiting well, that doesn't mean the next coach will do the same as Kirby did, which was some of the most excellent recruiting we've seen in college football history. Um, I, I think the Falcons would be a better um, organization for it. and I certainly don't want them to hire Bill Belichick. I, I just think that's a step back.
2: <laughs> yeah. I just really can't see Kirby smart. I think you're, you're right on the money with the kind of control. The head coach is. You know, got the ultimate authority, it seems like, in a college program. You're about third or fourth in charge, it seems like, in most cases in the NFL – I just I can't figure out what the motivation would be for Kirby Smart to seriously consider uh, an opportunity in the NFL right now.
3: Exactly. He's, he's kind of sitting on a throne right now. I mean, Georgia didn't win it this year, but they might have been the best team. They just had a bad game against Alabama for sure. Um, and uh, you want to talk about control. How about the Dennis Allen? I mean, the players basically said, no, we're not going to take a knee. We're going to score a touchdown. And Jameis Winston, you know, Said the whole team wanted that, and Dennis Allen had to apologize to Arthur Smith. He's now been fired, and yeah. so that's the way it goes in the NFL. You get crazy stuff.
4: What, what are you speaking of? Crazy? I'm talking with Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrats at Whole Hawk Sports on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Possibility of John Gruden coaching that Saints offense? That he's apparently being vetted for that offensive coordinator role.
3: Um. Wow. I I would not like it because John Gruden is a, is a very good, you know, offensive mind. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how I'd feel about that, but um, the Falcons and Saints. I guess it's a one-game difference in the all-time standings between those teams, and they don't like each other, and that was very evident in that last touchdown.
4: They hate each other, and it's. Uh, I love. I love when teams hate each other in the National Football League or okay. really any sport because I think it juices up that rivalry. And we we've got some some teams and players that are pretty outspoken about one another. Tom, in your mind, what is the best playoff storyline? This weekend, outside of the NFL making us pay for Peacock to watch the the Chiefs game on Saturday
3: night, you know I, there's a lot of great matchups. Um, I like the uh, I like the Matthew Stafford uh, going up against his old team and Jerry, I mean, the trade it's worked out for both teams. It's one of those rare instances where a major high profile trade and the Rams go on and immediately win a Super Bowl with with a great team. And then now the Lions are are in a better position, and uh, Jared Goff's done a great job with them, and they're facing each other. But there's a ton of good storylines. I mean, right here locally, you got Matt Jones and the Cowboys and a lot of Cowboys fans around here against Bob Holt and the Packers. Um, And, and, um, you know, the Chiefs are in the playoffs, not playing well. It's kind of like the Eagles on the other side, not playing super well, Um, although the Chiefs are playing better than the Eagles. And, um, you know, I guess Miami's coming up here to Kansas City. And uh, I like uh, that the Browns are in the playoffs. Just kind of had a, you know, under-the-radar type year, but a very good year. And Jamico Ryan, the guy I covered at Alabama, has his Texans in the playoffs against the Browns. So that'll be, to me, that'll be one of the kind of underrated, should-be-good games this weekend.
2: Tom Murphy with us on the McLarty-Daniel Hotline. Uh, Tom, let's shift gears to basketball as uh, the Hogs drop to 0-1 in SEC play. I want to ask you a question here. Um, it, it won't be hard for you to answer, but, but, but I going to make a point with the question. Who's the best basketball player on this team? Who's it, the best
3: basketball player on the team? Um, golly, is it? Exactly. Is it that's my, and, that,
2: and that's my point is that you have to th- stop and think about it. Is maybe the problem with this team?
3: You know, maybe it is. Like, who has the ball in in, in a clutch moment? And we've seen Mark do that in some games. We've seen Battle do it. Um, uh, You know, Devo looks like he's still trying to find what his role is. Uh, He did not have a good conference opener on the heels of having a good game against UNC Wilmington. Um, It's got to be defense. I mean, they've got to start by limiting dribble drives. And we talked about that on this air, how Auburn was a great dribble drive team. They got to the hole so often and made layups or passed off for easy shots, and they just weren't getting stopped enough. And Arkansas shot more jumpers than they did, and you got to work a lot harder to get the layups, you know. And so they've got a long way to go, but of all the reclamation projects we've seen Eric Musselman do with teams that didn't start well in the SEC, which has been every year he's been here. This one looks like it's going to be the hardest to turn it around. They've got to have more effort. And I've seen clips of a lot of plays where guys weren't giving good effort. Um, And I think with him now, you either give effort or or you're not going to get minutes. And that's the way it needs to be.
2: You know, last year, if you'd ask 100 fans who the best player was, I think 80 would have said Anthony Black, and it's an easy answer. The problem is this year, you don't have an easy answer. And I think that's, you know, really the root of the problem. It should be Trevin Brazil, but he just hasn't played to that level. They yeah, you know, I think the the only way out of the soup here, the only way to get this thing back on track, is Brazil's got to just step up, be the dog, and take this team and run with it. I mean, and I, so far we've seen no signs of that. That he's the best talent on the team, he's the most athletic, Tom. He if he doesn't take this team and put him on his back, I don't think they're I don't think they're making the tournament.
3: Well, that's a great point, and and I I should have said him as well in my analysis of who could be the best because he's certainly the highest projected. NBA player and he's got the talent. I just think yeah, there's so much talent on the team that maybe he, he doesn't want to be the alpha alpha male who like y'all ride this, you know, and you we've seen him pass up many a shot on the perimeter. Um I he likes to play on the perimeter. He needs to get it done, and yeah, a lot of guys on this team do, that's for sure.
0: This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the Natty State. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts.